Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got our friend Cody Nelson of Go Hunt Optics on the line. Cody, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Jay. Good to uh, good to be back on. I, I uh, man, there's been a lot going on since we spoke last. Yeah, I know that uh, you took a little bit of time off. I say time off. You worked the whole time. It seemed like we talked every day, <laughs> quote unquote, on vacation. You actually came up to the cool country of Colorado and. We're only a couple hours as the crow flies away from me. Um, how was it getting into the high country there by Telluride? Oh, it's uh, it, it, there's two things that go along with that. Number one, there's water. Number two, there's trees. That makes my wife happy and my kids happy. Oh, you forgot the only number place. three. It's well, not hot. Well, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, not hot. But it's the it's the one place that I can tell you that none of my family argues when we say we want to go to Telluride for vacation. So, uh, I, I cannot, it's just one of our favorite places on the planet. So, you know, uh, we will, we will. it, It was fun kind of, uh, we had been talking back and forth. Seemed like we talked several times a day while you were over there and, um, multiple sets of binoculars were sold that I know of from listeners uh, saying, couldn't believe it. Cody was on vacation and actually handling transactions and <laughs> getting things done. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's amazing because of the way that, that, you know, uh, go hunt allows me to do what I do. And, um, and I can do that remotely. I can do it for my truck if I need to. Um, I've actually done it on hunts and some people say, well, God, you know, when do you take time for yourself? And, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's always time for myself, but, you know, I just love doing what I do and I love helping people out and I love getting, you know, gear in their hands. And, um, and I did you know, as the week wound down, I, I took the last four days and, and not totally turned the phones off, but I, I, uh, I took the time that I need to and spent time with the people I love and, and, uh, got to spend it in God's country and, and, uh, got to see some amazing places. So, um, at the end of the day, it's 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 just about helping people out. Well, that's awesome. And again, you know, guys that have listened to the podcast and heard our episodes before, uh, it, if it's not every day, it's every other day I'm getting a message from a listener uh, or Instagram follower that's heard you on the podcast and decided to call you and, and uh, you've in quote unquote worked your magic and, you know, of, of the, the beauty of the great thing that you do with customer service and being real personable. And if it's not every day, it's every other day that I get a, a message back uh, from one of my followers saying how much you took, took care of them. And I think it just, uh, one, goes to show the person that you are, but two, it also shows how important it is and how much of a sense of responsibility you feel to uh, make sure that people number one, get all the information and be able to make a decision, uh, you know, let them make a decision. And then number two, be able to execute that decision by getting there, whether it be a tripod or binocular spotting scope, whatever it may be, sure. getting it ordered. Um, so hats off to you on that. We've got a well, thank sl- you. slug of uh, questions here from uh, podcast listeners, Instagram followers, and they always love this Q&A type uh, format. So maybe we'll just dive in. I know we've got other things to I'm, talk about. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. Okay. Let's see if we can stump the glassing guru here. 
Uh, <laughs> first question comes from Jbin63. Smiley face, when can I pre-order Zeiss Victory 15 by 56? That's that's a that's a pretty big wish list. Um, as of right now, I, I, I'm pretty sure they don't they don't make a, a beast, but uh, um, right now they're it's the 1556 Conquest HDs. Um, I man, I'd love more this. of a wish list item. Well, for I him. think it is a wish list, but I mean, hey, look, I'm I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind at all to see a victory 1556, but um, yeah, I. I I, I, hell, I, I, at this point, I'd like to see a 1254 uh, HT if that would be possible. But um, man, that's a good wish list. I, I'm always, I'm with him. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking along the same lines. Maybe if enough consumers uh, voice their opinion, maybe, maybe sure. Zeiss will get on it. And that's the great thing about what's going on these days with um, competition and, and these companies, you know, battling back and forth with different optics. Um, in playing with the variability and and some of the stuff it, it it's great to be a consumer next question well, from oil yeah jay, on the note of that jay that's the beauty of it is with all these companies everybody's got to know they're all working on something and it's just it's a matter of time so yeah. you know patience is a virtue question here favorite bino harness i just won some swarovski 12 by 50 els and want to protect them um cody i'll i'll answer this and then you can give your opinion sure yeah, yeah, like, no, 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 go right ahead i like the kuyu xl bino harness uh i like the uh for the 10s or the 12s or the 15s i like the fact that it comes with a little bit of padding in the bottom that you can take in or out so you can adjust the height um, i'm a big fan of the pro bino harness cody what harness do you like you know if, if i was going to choose one today i would go with uh, the marsupial um, I think they're a great product. Um, I love the fact that you can go flap down in the front. Um, the, uh, the, you know, he's got a new line out. Um, Jim over there at, at Marsupial has got the, the fully enclosed. So now the sides are enclosed. So uh, we're starting, we've gotten the smalls in and uh, we sold a lot of those real quick. We're getting more smalls and then he's releasing the mediums here shortly. Uh, and then, and the, uh, the larges will be, uh, you know, sometime in the first part of, or mid, you know, mid to first part of the August there. So we'll see what, what happens, but yeah, marsupial for me. And gohunt.com carries marsupial gear. A absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, next question. Are the NLs talking about the NL Swarovski pures? Um, mm -hmm. Are the NLs good enough to replace recently purchases of ELs or SLCs? You know, that this is I you know and this is what's what's look I, I will tell you that that the NL Pure and Jay I, I I'm pretty sure you I, I've seen you, you've gotten to look through uh, the twelves so far right right I have the twelves twelve by forty so here's the thing I mean this is a big subject and and uh, man there's a lot to say about this look I, I, at the end of the day I think that the NLs what they've done with the field of view in conjunction with the glass that, you know, is Sora vision. I, I think it's, I mean, how can you not think it's one of the greatest pieces of glass that any company's ever, you know, you know, created. Um, I love it. And, and it, it, it's, I mean, it's a phenomenal look. I, I don't think that I would just go take my, 
my newly purchased ELs and go, oh my God, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's not magic. It's not like you're not going to see game with the old versus the new. Um, were there some nuances that I noticed that were a little different because of the field of view and the fact, I, I mean, I think it's a small percentage and, and, and only time will tell. And I've got some more testing to do. Um, but no, I'm not going to tell somebody to go, you know, throw away your, you know, or go sell or dump your, your newly purchased, you know, 1042 ELs, or those are still one of the best pieces of glass in the world. The only thing I think that you're missing on those is the wider field of view. And I do think that's important. And I think it's somebody that something that people will absolutely love, but I'm not telling people to go, to go dump their, e, their, their newly purchased ELs or, or in, in, in quite frankly, the, the SLCs, the 1042s, 842s, I mean, that's still an absolutely incredible value at, you know, at 1599 and 14, or I'm sorry, 1599 and 1549. So, I mean, those are glasses that do really well at competing with, with, you know, uh, glasses that are, you know, are a thousand dollars above them. So, no, don't don't go throw those away. I mean, but ugh, man, the the NL peers they'll make you think about it, though. You know, I yeah. mean, but I mean, I think you take the gold standard. You know, I've said for a long time. If people ask me what is the you know what's your favorite binocular, I think the best binocular ever made to date is a ten by forty two Swarovski EL binocular. And what I think the NL Pures have done is taken the gold standard and raised the bar. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it, I think you have absolutely. them side by side. Are the ELs still absolutely phenomenal? Heck yeah! But you throw in, you know, basically twenty percent more field of view. Now you're talking about game. You're talking about animals that you're going to be able to pick up on your periphery. You're going to be able to exactly. widen that that you know, search pattern, if you will. So I get the question almost daily, hey, I, you know, I just got a pair of ELs, just got a pair of SLCs. Well, what they've really done is taken the best, the best of the best, in my opinion, the best bino ever made, the 10 by 42 ELs, Swarovski, and they've raised the bar. So I think when, it, when they look back several years from now and look back at this time, they're going to say the best just got better. I mean, that's, that's well, my opinion. And Jay, it's, and I, you know, I always have to be on the, the fence and, and be careful with how, what I say and how I say it. And, and, and I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. And, and what I think is important for people to do, and I keep harping on this, and I always tell people to do it, is that when you start comparing the, 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 the Zeiss SFs and the, the ELs, from Swarovski and the the you know HD plus or, or I'm sorry the UltraVid HD pluses from from Leica. I, I mean, guys, you're talking about the best glass in the world, and you're 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 splitting hairs and you're you're making little adjustments on these glasses from each manufacturer, and it it, it all comes back to what do your eyes see, and so. What they've actually done is, and that to me is an amazing thing, is that they took the one thing that, the, what, the reason that I've used eights and loved eights for years 
was because of that wide field of view. And now you're telling me that I can have an eight, or I'm sorry, uh, let's just say a 10 that has the same field of view as, as my, my older eights sign me up. I mean, that, that just gave me two more power, but gave me the same field of view. So, you know, uh, does that mean that also means that like, you know, the, the reason that I use the eights, I mean, the, the eight power, uh, eight by 42 NL pure has a field of view of 477 foot. Well, I mean, that's like 50, 60 feet wider than anything else. There's nothing even that comes close to it right now. And all I'm thinking about is those days, Jay, when we're, we're off in some deep juniper jungle and you've got two different bulls coming at you, there's a chance that you might start being able to you know, pick things up you know, sooner. And, and the sooner that I know something's in my view or that I know something's present, that's, I feel like that gives me an advantage. If I know they're there before they know I'm there, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I guess my point being is, is that I'll take any advantage I can get with that. And, and this piece of glass has done that. Yeah. I mean, so, one of the things, so I had the 12, I had, well, I basically had every piece of glass Swarovski's had, but the 12 by 50s were really intriguing to me and I got those and I really, really liked them. One of the things I have, my hands are not real steady. They've been like that for a long time, and I have a hard time hand-holding a binocular much over 10 power. Whatever manufacturer it may be, it just seems like when it gets over 10 power, I have a hard time hand-holding. And that was one of the things that I just couldn't get to wearing the 10 or the 12 ELs around my neck. I, they were great in my pack and put popping up on a tripod, sure. but I just was never super comfortable hand-holding them. And these NL Pure 12s, um, ironically, and I think it's because of the field of view, the bigger field of view, um, you know, and I haven't used them through a whole hunting season yet, but I just had them yesterday at the Odd Six Ranch and was looking at elk and deer and turkey and you know different things and driving around in the truck and glass and you know when i'd see something and i actually found that i could handhold these uh nl pure 12s like my 10 els and it had a very similar feel i didn't feel like i was losing anything with my hand vibration and so i think the 12s having that greater field of view and for me being able to handhold them is a huge thing because I think it solves a puzzle for a lot sure. of people that maybe just want to have a 12 around their neck that they can also, you know, pop up on a tripod and glass, but, but use as their primary binocular, you know, their chest binocular. And well, I, I, I think I, they've solved that problem. Cause if yeah, I can handhold them, yep. any, but I mean, like I can't handhold 12 ELs very good. And I can handhold these twelve NLs fine. Well, first of all, the, the 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 newer you know ergonomics are phenomenal. Yeah, they fit so and, well I, in I, your I, hand. I, I, and I keep saying this, and I you know in the article that I, I wrote you know for for Go Hunt you know uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I can't believe I feel like I'm holding a thirty-two millimeter binocular in my hand, and it's really a, it's I. I I, I actually asked Tom McKenna, I said, Tom, are you sure these are, are really 42 millimeters? Because this just doesn't, they just don't feel like a, 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 a mid-sized piece of glass to me. And 
and they're they're amazing. But I think Jay, what you're saying about the twelves is uh, the only thing I can equate this to is is to think about um, you know I get seasick on boats, right? In mm. and, and not necessarily freshwater, but when I get onto the ocean. You know, we're, uh, I'm on my grandfather's boat, and I'm inside the boat, and I'm looking through this little porthole window, right? And my grandfather comes down, and he can see I'm just as white as a ghost. And he says, he says, uh, you know, Cody, I think you'll do better if you get out and you, you sit with me on the bridge and, and we, you watch the horizon. And the only thing I can equate to that is as soon as I had that big giant field of view and I could watch the horizon and, and everything felt and, and this is just with my eyes now that, that everything seemed to, you know, quiet down and not get so jumpy. Right. Well, I think that the, the, the analogy is that when you're hand holding a set of binoculars, when you have a much wider field of view, you, you, you don't see that those big, you know, jumping waves coming at you right. and you can, you can kind of steady and, and keep your eyes on the horizon and, you know, or, or, you know, some focal point anyway. And I think that that's the same thing with these binoculars is that the field of view is so wide. And that's what I've always said about eights is the, the field of view has always been so wide that it helps me keep them more steady. And, I have found now that I, because I've had the eights, tens, and twelves in my hands, I can't believe how easy these are to handhold. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not going to use any of my tripod, but I'm telling you that I, I'm like you. Um, I found that the, you know, the twelves to be incredibly steady being handheld, yeah. and I, I, I was blown away by that. That it simply, it, it's an asset and, and an advantage that I will take. Yeah, and you look at the 10 ELs, the field of view is 336 feet. You look at the 12 NL, so you're getting two more powers, 339 feet. So it's it's three more feet, but it's in essence the same field of view, but you're getting two more power. So I've been impressed with these 12s. I know we're going to get some more NL pure questions, so let's keep moving here. Sure. Uh, Tips for buying used high-end optics. Wow. Um, you know, the, 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 the secret is, is I think, you know, basically, uh, getting as good a pictures as you can get. Um, you know, obviously, you know, be careful, you know, if, if, whenever you're buying something, you know, if it's online or in person, you know, make sure that you can focus and make sure that when you receive them, that you have a couple day or, you know, that you, you have some time to, to, Obviously, I don't know, you know, get them in the field, but get them outside and look at them and make sure that everything focuses and works well. Um, you know, don't hesitate to get serial numbers from people. And you can you can take those serial numbers and you can call companies like Sarovsky or Zeiss and, and, and they can, you know, in some respects, they can tell you a history on them. Um, I, these are things that I've, I've done with glass for years. Um so, um, but I, I would, I ask a lot of questions, um, you know, uh, call people out when they say something is, you know, is it scratched or is it just a little marring? Is it, you know, can you see it on the ocular lens or, you know, put the glass up to the sky and, and see if you can, you know, see any, you know, for sure, uh, blemishes or anything that are, you know, that are, are scratches on the ocular lenses. So there's a lot of those little things to kind of keep going, but, um, you know, just kind of really make sure you know what you're buying and, 
and uh you know i i can help with those kind of things but um you know it, it kind of bogs you down sometimes but um you know i'm always willing to kind of lend you know a hand when i can but just really really pay attention to to um you know the condition of things so yeah. um i would throw in too that you know, if you have someone in the same town that can drive over and actually put their hands on them and take a look at them. Uh, also, if you can connect the dots with maybe mutual, because a lot of these guys that are selling, you know, used optics, you can usually connect the dots and say, where do you live? What yeah, town? And you're like, hey, I know so-and-so. And, oh, I know him. Once you connect that dot of a friend of a friend, and I know this guy and I know that guy, that it's going to take away that, you know, I'm going to screw you type of a mentality. So I think that's something to consider yep. too. If you can kind of, you know, tie in some commonality or, or similarity with whoever you're buying from that well, way, they know if they hose you that, you know, so-and-so is going to find out about it. Uh, and like well, I mean, he says, just be aware that there's a reason someone's selling them and not that mint condition binoculars or, you know, optics don't get sold all the time. Uh, but a lot of dogs get sold and, you know, there's, uh, you know, likely problems with them. So just know that, you know, protect yourself, try and get, you know, photos, videos from every single angle. Um, and, and, you know, make sure, like Cody says, make sure the binoculars work. Yeah. I mean, if they look <laughs> old and worn, they are old and worn right. and there's a chance of more problems with them. It's just that simple. Got so a question um, here, yeah. uh, Approaching a new drainage, grab nearest vantage, even if limited, or walk through around to best point. I think a lot of that has to do with, yeah. you know, are we hunting elk? Are we hunt? you know, are they rutting? Are you hunting mule deer, coos deer, sheep? Like, what do you, you know, what are you hunting? Um, if, if, if he's talking about grab the nearest vantage, first thing I'm going to do is, yeah, grab the, the first point that you can see. Uh, but I always like to go to the prime lie. I'm kind of like that big brown trout that likes to lie in the best spot. I like to glass off of the best spot. So what I would do yep. is I'd get to the best spot before it gets light or get to the best spot right as it's getting light. Now, if it means you have to walk through a whole basin and blow everything out, then yeah, I, would, I wouldn't go to that spot. But if it means glass off a near you know, a smaller knob, kind of check, clear, make sure there's nothing, you know, and then go ahead and, you know, skinny on up to the top of the best place. That's kind of how I would handle that. Well, and it's also, you know, I mean, you know, if you're in the middle of rutting elk and you're going to blow through something and they're, you know, because you know as well as anybody that an elk will take off and, and you know, you may, you may not see them in that drainage again. So, you know, I, I think it depends on what you're hunting and what time of year it is. And, 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 you know, I mean, it just depends. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the same lines with you as I would rather be up into somewhere before dark and wait, you know, waiting it out. And, uh, and it, it, I'm always about trying not to disturb it. That's, that's my rule. Well, and I think that's where this, you know, I don't know if we're even allowed to talk about this, but the Go Hunt uh, 3D mapping, Cody, I've been messing a lot oh, yeah. with it lately. And <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to mention that. <laughs> I like plotting. I was going to mention it, but I you, like you plotting don't. my points and ahead of time and trying to figure out, okay, I need to be here and this is the route that I need to take. And you know, I've been messing with the with the Go Hunt 3D mapping, 
And I think that's a huge part of preparation of, you know, know where those prime glassing spots are and know how to get into those spots uh, without disturbing and the easiest route to get in there. I 100% agree. Which, by the way, have um, you have you messed with the. uh... Oh, it's 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 nothing short of amazing. It's the, the 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 effort and the and the. And the detail and, and the, the, you know, the, the sheer outreach to, you know, you know, our customers and some of our influencers and trying to put a map system together that, that really is going to change the face of, of the way we do things. Um, and, and, and then on top of it being all inclusive with our insider and, and there's, there's some other options and things coming that, you know, we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll be out in the open here soon. And, and I would just urge people to get on, you know, uh, uh, go and go to the insider and there is a free trial that you can try. So I, I, I literally would just ask that people get, you know, get their hands on it, try it out. And you're going to realize that we're, you know, the, the, we're doing something, what I think is incredibly special and that, you know, I could only have dreamed of, you know, well, let's back five up here years for ago. a second. People are probably sure. going, huh? What? It's, you know, confused. <laughs> so GoHunt.com, the insider, which I've been promoting for many, many years, has created a 3D mapping system that is made specifically for Western hunters. Uh, they've got tons of extra features like water sources, uh, species distribution, elevation, vegetation, uh, they've got dynamic line measurement tools. Um, this is, so right now it's just available Correct. on desktop, uh, but they do have uh, mobile is, is in the works. Uh, yep. But right now they're doing a free trial. You can go to gohunt.com uh, forward slash jscott and uh, just sign up for your free trial. And it's included in the Insider membership. So it's not an additional fee. It's included. So if you're already an existing Insider member, you can go on there and check it out. So it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think people are, the whole mapping thing is, is, you know, been evolving and, and it was due and it was time. And, it, you know, I'm just telling you that our design team and, and they just, they knocked it out of the park. So I'm really happy about it. And uh, I just urge people to get on and try it and um, just keep your ears to the ground because uh, there's lots of stuff coming. So, yeah. And I like the fact that, you know, they've got, basically you've got topo, you've got aerial, you've got, yep. you know, 3d, um, you know, you can tilt pivot. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's I mean, do you, do you remember the days when we first got, you know, Google Maps? And we thought, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. And now we have, now we have this and we'll be able to, to do it at home and we'll do it in conjunction with, you know, our drawing odds and everything. And you can, you can map. It, it's the, the, the possibilities are endless with this. I'm and not it even is. sure we're it's, supposed to be even talking about this, but oh, well, it's out there now. Um, Let's go to the next question. Best fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar rifle scope on the market today. Wait, say that one more time. Best fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar rifle scope on the market today. Wow. Um, you know, uh, geez, 
kind of corner a guy when he when he does that. Um, there's a lot that plays into this, um, and I'm assuming that you know if if today's trend is is holding out there, um, w- one of the the scopes that just comes to mind right off the bat is I'm really digging the the loophole VX sixes. Um, because of the long range application that I get asked about so much, um, they've got a four to 24 and a, in a, in a three to 18. Um, I, the, those scopes are, are, have been really, really selling well, um, as of lately. Um, you know, uh, man, there's, yeah, there, that, that market kind of gets that, that, that scope kind of creates a little bit of a, um, a dual purpose. It's not the heaviest and the biggest, and it's not the lightest. And um, but it still has multiple turns of the turret, you know, with a CDS locking dial. Um, so there's, yeah, Jay. I mean, if I just had to pick one in that that deal right now, um, I really like that uh, that Leupold. Um, Zeiss is working on some new reticles that are that are coming out onto the market as we speak. So there's there's a lot coming. And, um, so there's a lot more that goes into that, but man, if that individual wants to reach out to me and we can, we can, uh, you know, talk about different options and, and powers and, um, first focal planes versus second focal plane and all those different things, um, I'd be more than happy to go over that. But if I just had to pick one right now, uh, for that, that immediate price range, it would be, uh, the, the VX6 from Loopholes. Okay, this is from Pixix Outdoors. Quality-wise, where would the Razor UHD fall in the Swarovski lineup? I think it would be just just at or behind the the uh, the SLCs. Okay, uh, so that's it, it, the you know if you're if you're comparing a 1042 SLC versus a 1042 um, you know uh, UHD. Um, I, I'm, you know, in that essence, I'm, I'm taking the SLCs because it's, it's always been one of my favorite pieces of glass, but, um, the UHDs do phenomenal. Um, but I, I just like the, the feel of the, the Swarovskis in that case. If, if you had to pinpoint me and, and get me to do that, I, I, that's where I would go. Okay. I've got a question here. Vortex Razor HD 27. Uh, to 60 by 85 versus the Zeiss Conquest Gavia 30 to 60 by 85 or other options? Yeah, you know, those, you know, first of all, those are, those are, uh, those are such similar scopes. Um, you know, the only, uh, the Gavia is, I'm going to lead towards the Gavia, um, you know, I, I again, I like the HDs, and they, and they fit a, they they certainly fit. You know, there's a a, a price difference there. Um, they certainly fit a niche, and the 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 razors do awesome. Um, I'm just going to give a little bit of an edge to the to the Zeiss on that deal. And one thing that people need to know about the Zeiss, though, they only come in the the angled, and the lowest power is 30. So. Um, but all that being said, you know, with an 85 millimeter, probably using it, uh, you know, for, you know, the more high end, uh, long range class. And that's, that would be my, my choice on that. 
Okay, we've got a uh, good tripod and base for a Maven 12 by 50. Oh, well, yeah, you could use just about anything, but I'm assuming that when he says that, he's trying to keep weight, you know, at a minimum, but with, you know, still getting you know, stability. Um, I'd look real strong at, like, the Sioux Rays, uh, the T-024SK with a VA5 head. Um, yeah, I, I, th I think that's a strong you know, case for that. Uh, you could probably go down even to the T004 SKs, uh, and, you know, I mean, which is probably one of the best values on the market at 189 bucks. Um, so yeah, you could do those. Uh, certainly the, the slick 634 or 635s would work well with that too. With, uh, again, I I'll say the VA five head, I put that on it. Um, but yeah, Jay, that kind of brings up a lot of the, the, uh, uh, we've, we've added a bunch of new SKUs to the, to the gear shop, uh, you know, optics, the tripods. Um, so, you know, with the Sioux rays and, you know, we, we're doing some, uh, uh, we've got some kits together now. The VA five head is just taken off. Okay. So not only does Sioux ray make the, you know, what I think is the best tripod head, what you're telling me is they're actually, they actually make tripod legs as well. Yep. Yeah. They're, yeah. We've, we've been carrying those legs for a while, but we've expanded that line. Um, we've, we've added two or three different, we have a 2204 ET, um, which has flip lock legs, you know, versus the twist locks. So we had a lot of people asking for flip locks versus twist locks. So that's a personal decision and we wanted to try to put some kits together that would, uh, that would appease both sides of the, the marketplace on that one. So that's worked out really, 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 really well. Um, and just so everybody knows, J July 31st um, through July 31st, they still have a 15% uh, mail-in rebate on all uh, Suray uh, tripods, heads, and, and certainly everything that we sell. Um, and I believe uh, the you can you still you have to August. Uh, 30 you still have to the end of august to turn that in so it has to be bought by the 31st of july but you have through the month of august to get it turned in so um but yeah it'll say all that information right on the real uh, on on the uh, on the website and you can get that um you know at, at the go hunt gear shop or at surayusa.com cody when um, you're looking at the suray legs compared to the slick legs um yep tell me the differences you know is one priced higher or lower than the other and then how um, do they no compare? they're actually they're actually really really similar in terms of their pricing structure what kind of construction um, what are the so well yeah you're talking about carbon fiber most of these are carbon fiber that we're referring to we do have a couple of of, uh, of aluminum leg models um i would tell you that the the most noticeable thing is is that the the leg locks, the twist locks on the uh, on the Sioux rays are a little bit more uh, slimmer and not 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 so big. Um, and I don't want to say big, but they they just don't have a like a ninety degree shoulder to them. Um, the slicks, you know, that that's the only thing that they really kind of differ on. Um, the Sioux ray has a little bit higher profile because of the way that they do their their center posts. Um, they're actually meant to be like where the, where the legs will turn up on them and go inverted so that you can, you know, put the head, you know, or put the, the legs in the pack without, you know, having the head exposed. 
So um, that is certainly a, 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 an advantage there. So some guys utilize that, some guys don't. Um, but it, it does create a couple extra inches on the center post, um, you know, profile, if you will. So they're, they're, they're very similar in their, in their way that they're made, and, and uh, they, they, they both sell incredibly well. So, um, but we've also added different SKUs to the slick line as well. We've added the, uh, the 734s. Um, which Jay, you, you've been using the 733, but we've added a, uh, a shorter version. So a 734 is, is in just in essence, uh, a three or excuse me, a four, um, division. That's, right? that's correct. Four, four leg lengths, four leg lengths, um, as opposed to three leg lengths. So like when you go the, to put it in a pack, a 734 is actually going to be a shorter when it's all compact it, and all the legs exactly. are pulled in. It's exactly. actually going to be but it's, a couple inches yep. shorter than a 733. That's correct. But it's so, still going to have the uh, yep. stability of a 733 and maybe a yep. little bit better than the 634? Correct. That's exactly right. Because of the leg diameter? Yep. Okay. Yes, sir. It, and then what we've actually added to then, we've actually added the 834 and the 833s. That was one so question just, I have for you compared to my 733 how much heavier do you know off the top of your head is an 833 and do you think you gain that much more stability by going up one size yeah you're going to because you're you're uh you're the the uh the allowable weight that it's recommended for goes up so you know i i would probably tell you that you might get you know 20 to 30 percent more stability out of it but you're also going to gain you know Typically speaking, you're going to gain about a pound. So, the, yeah, those tripods are are bigger and heavier, and they're longer. But with bigger, heavier, longer, you get more stability. So, um, and this is why I've always kind of used like a two tripod system. I've always had a lightweight or a lighter weight, you know, kind of around a three pound tripod that goes in my pack, and then I always carry with me some form of a um, you know, I, I want to call it a five to six pound tripod and head combination for when I'm around the truck. Do you think <clears throat> that, uh, 833 or 834 would be a good candidate for my Swarovski twin spotters? Oh, uh, uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Without any, without any question, I think that that's, um, if you would like to make that happen, I will, I will make sure that that happens for you. You know, a guy. But I might know a guy. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get you set up right on that deal. That's I, I think that's a, a, a really good um, example of that. If you're using bigger, heavier optics and you're looking, you know, at in incredibly long distances, um, the fact of it is is that steady is the game. Um, the more steady that you can keep your optics, the the better you're going to see things, you know, at, at those longer distances. That's a fact. And back if to the guy's question of the Maven 1250s, in essence, you can adapt pretty much any binocular to any tripod head that you sell in legs, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, the, and the thing that I want to, you know, Jay, this kind of goes into that. When people ask about glassy long distances, I don't care whether you're using 8 or a 40 power. The steadier, the, the, the more solid that you make that platform, the better you're going to see it regardless of what distance you are. You right. know, the better your digiscoping pictures, all of those things considered, it's going to make your, the end game better. 
it's 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 just that simple. So the biggest um, trade-off is weight. So I mean, you the, have the, to have a happy medium of still able to carry miles and miles, uh, and and maybe give up some stability, but the ability to have a lighter exactly. tripod. Uh, there's but maybe there's guys always that a are pounding these units from you know the truck and sheep hunting and glass and you know desert sheep country where you're driving a lot in a ranger or a quad or a truck and you're glassing up you can go with the heavier tripod because you're not having to carry it as much correct i absolutely okay um that's good to know so if they go on gohunt.com um, yep. do they have to scan through or is there a new bracket showing the new, um, no, it, well, well, a lot of these tripods will come up because it, it, when you hit optics and get into that section, it'll take you, it, it'll show you like all the new stuff. Okay. Um, but if you just go into optics and then go into tripods, it'll, it'll, it'll start filtering through for you. You can, you can, you can either drop down and go to, um, the heading of, of, you know, the particular brand or it just depends on how you want to look at them. Um, but yeah, the fact of it is, is that get on, uh, uh go hunt.com and, uh, just, uh, just, you know, type in either 833 or 834 or, you know, the number that you're looking for and it'll come up as, as well. So back to these Sure uh, legs, you feel they're very comparable to the slick legs. Cause I've been using yeah, slick for, for years for, years. for a lot of people that don't haven't used the, yeah, I think that they're 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 comparable to the to the slick legs. Um, you know, there. I mean, again, there's some subtle ergonomic little differences. Um, the way that you know the uh, uh, that your angle, your leg articulation works is you know the slick. You have to pull that le- you know that little uh, switch out. But the um, uh, the the Sure is more like a traditional, if I would. Um, like what, you know, the old man Frodo's where you're kind of pushing the button down and then it lifts up. So right. there's just some small subtleties that, that are just different than, you know, than others. Uh, the Sue Ray, um, you, uh, you, you have a, um, like the old man Frodo's, how you have like a, uh, a, uh, a, um, a lever that, that allows you to raise the center post. Whereas on the slicks and the, you know, you're, you're turning the, 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 the actual tightening mechanism is on the center post. So there's, like I said, there's, there's just a few little subtleties that are different. Um, but you know, I think once people start putting them in their hands and start using them, um, they, they're, they're going to love them. Okay. Uh, got a question here. What's your suggested magnification bino or spotter for spotting bucks at two to three miles? Oh jeez. Um, you know, God, that, that that's such a loaded question. BTX. Um, well, I, I just I think you're in that. Well, I mean, let, let's face it, Jay. If you if you take the twin spotters, you got 25 power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what most everybody's using with the twin spotters is 25 to 50, you know, eyepieces. And then you know, with the BTX, you've got either 30 or 35 power. And then if you start getting into the the is you're at 32 power, and if you get into the to the uh, uh, the doctor uh, optics, um, you know the 40 by 80s, you know you're at 40. So, I, I mean, first of all, all of those have worked. Um, all of those have 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 excelled at the long range glassing game, and um, you know I think it comes down to personal preference. Uh, but yeah, I I'd say somewhere between. You know, thirty to, 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 to forty power works, and I think that that's probably a good, you know, a good uh, starting point. 
So it at that point it comes it it really depends on what piece of gear do you want to use most. Well, I think also, you know, how long are you going to do this for? You know, do you have one particular spot that's you know two to three right. miles away, and you're going to be sitting there, and you you know if, if that's the case, I think you got to go with the big glass, the long range glass, either the BTX or the twin spotters or, or, you know, a Koa or something like that. Sure. Um, but I mean, you can glass bucks, whether it be coos bucks or mule deer bucks, for sure. It's a lot easier to glass a mule deer buck because of their size at two to three miles, but I wouldn't make it a habit of glassing with 15, say, swaros yeah, at two to three miles. Yes. Have I glassed bucks? <laughs> You know, all day long at that distance, sure. But Absolutely. I think you're definitely going to, you know, at least need that 25 power on up to, you know, 30, 35 power uh, to do it comfortably. So, if, you know, if you're talking about you've got a rock and there's a big face and it's, you know, you're going to plan on sitting there a lot, I would definitely look into the, you know, the big long range glass or potentially, you know, like, I'd probably go with the 95 BTX and, you know, 35 power on, you know, both eyes. Um, you're not squinting looking through a spotting scope. But I also think, you know, you can glass them up with the 15s, you know, see a deer, see that it's a deer, and then switch to the spotter. And I think that's a perfect scenario to switch to the spotting scope. Yeah, And then really dial in, like, on a Swaro 95 or, or you know, something like that. Um, that would be my Yeah, suggestion. I think that, that there's a there's a... You know, I mean, obviously being in the business and being able to talk to literally some of the best glassers in the world and guys that regularly find stuff at game, you know, there there's certain pieces of glass that work better in certain situations. And, and you know, then you get into the, you know, do you want to carry a 13-pound Koa Highlander or do you want to carry a, you know, a 6-pound, you know, BTX 95? And so there's a lot of trade-offs and, and a lot of different options, but, you know, again, I, I think that, you know, you're going to wind up somewhere between 25 and 40 power, depending on what you're using. Yeah. All right. What, so, what tripod head and adapter do you recommend for Leica Duovids? Um, you know, lately with the Duovids, I, I mean, I've sold just a boatload of the, uh, the Leica Stabilite, which is their version of the, of the plate with the strap over the top. Um, you know, there are other, there are some other options out there on the market um, that, that may do that. But one of the things that we've been working on, Jay, this is like a new um, thing and, and I will have to check on the sizing for the duo vids. Um, but we are, uh, we are bringing on dead on industries, um, which is a new uh, clamp style, uh, ring that goes around you know one of the tubes of your binocular it's got a center offset so it's centered on your tripod head and so we're working on bringing those for um, basically all of the Sarovsky line uh, including the NLs will be shortly uh, behind us here um, they've got they've, they've got different stuff for Leica and I just have not used the Leica ones yet so um, if that's whoever asked that question if you want to reach out to me, um, I will absolutely find an answer for you about the duovids. I just personally have not done it on the duovids yet. Okay, so um, we've got a question here. It's a three-part question. It says glass horizontal from top to bottom or vice versa. Glass vertical from left to right or vice versa. 
And then is or, vertical or horizontal glassing better? I'm going to say uh, glassing horizontally uh, is always better than vertically. I, I Well, there's two things in this. Number one, I agree with you, Jay, that if I'm just going to start somewhere and the terrain allows for it, um, I almost always do it just like I read a book. Left so I'm right. going l left to right and top to bottom. Now, obviously, there are some certain situations where, you know, like I, I always say that, like, if I have topography in front of me that maybe it, it, there's a big, long ridge that goes from, you know, right to left and, it, and it's going at a 45 degree angle down. I, I mean, I, I, I would do what I would call a staircase. And meaning, like, I, I would literally, if I was looking at a, a, a stairs profile, I would literally, you know, take that piece of dirt and then drop down and then go left and then drop down and go. So, to me, it depends on the on the terrain. Um, uh, for instance, if I'm glassing up and down, it's generally because this, the terrain in front of me is, is incredibly steep. And maybe it's got a lot of... Uh, um, uh, like tall, you know, ponderosas or pine in front of it. And so I tend to see things really well in there um, by, by glassing vertically. It's not, I don't do it all the time, but to me, I let the terrain dictate how I do that. So, but, you know, yeah, generally I would, speaking. I would agree with that too. I, I, I think horizontal, if you can get in the habit of, you know, getting used to glassing horizontal and then let certain circumstances allow you to go up and down, you know, vertical. Uh, I think one of the things that limits you from glassing up and down is, you know, whether you're using a pan head or a pistol grip or whatever you're using, I think it's way easier and way more stable for a tripod head to glass well, left to right, uh, yes. right to left horizontally, and then drop down left to right, right to left, or, you know, and then keep dropping down. Because of the weight on the binoculars, as, as you're going up, if you're panning up and panning down over time, it's, there's more vibration. Uh, the weight, the way it sits on the tripod head is not going to be as smooth as you will. You know, yeah, I, I could not right. agree more. Yep. I could. The, 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 I mean, if there's one function in the, in the, in the, in the tripod head that is crucial, it's the, the how smooth the, the panning motion is. So, you know, when you go vertical, that, that, that tends to be the weak point. And I would just, I completely agree with that, Jay, 100%. Okay, I've got a question here. Best binocular mount attachment for uh, Swarovski SLC-15s. The Vortex adapter is too slow to hook up. Oh, uh, so he's, okay. So what he's talking about is, is that the, 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 very simple vortex adapter, not even the unit adapter from vortex. Um, he has to screw it in and out every time. Yeah, that's going to be real slow. So yes, there are, there, there are many options on the market um, that have studs that screw in there and then have a, a, a like a, 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 a bino adapter and tower. So you got um, the outdoorsman's makes one um, M U T N T gear.com makes one. Um, the Swarovski uh, uh, tripod, or uh, it's the TA-SLC, uh, has a has a, a bino adapter and a stud. Um, so there are definitely options. And then 
you know, the other thing is, is that, that like I said, we're bringing on the, the dead on industries and their clamp style. And that's, I, I used that when I was in Telluride this whole last week. And, and I gotta be honest with you, that was, I was really impressed by that product and I can't wait to, uh, they'll be loaded up on the website any day. Okay. What's the best Swarovski dual spotter setup? Oh, well, I mean, that's, I can answer that one. <laughs> well, I mean, wait, no, I mean, <laughs> well, Jay, I'm just going to tell you that I, I wouldn't use anything other than the 25 to, to 50 eyepieces. And, you know, and certainly, you know, Benny's bracket is as good as it gets. So um, I, I know that you use them all the time and I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, go right ahead. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to add there is, so I use the 65 millimeter STS yep. objective and then I use the 25 to 50 wide angle um, lens. But the key is you got to pull the eye cups off and this makes Cody cringe. And a lot of people <laughs> cringe, but pull the actual, so they twist off, they, they just turn, I think it's counterclockwise, and you actually pull the eye cup off. And if you look in, at any of my Instagram posts where my twin spotters are, um, Cody actually made a cool case for me, but I actually, out of a couple of, um, I guess they're koozie cups, uh, I made kind of a eyeglass or eye cup protector but i want to get my eye as close to the glass as possible and by taking those eye cups off and Swarovski's just cringing listening probably to this but <laughs> um it makes night and day difference with that setup i've had guys that say they've ordered the setup and they just it just doesn't work and i say unscrew the eye cups and they call me back and say i can't believe how wide the field of view is i can't believe how light and bright and how the Swarovski wow factor. So for me, that's just a little tip of take those eye cups off. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Um, it's, uh, and, and Jay, I was, I was along the same lines. I mean, I don't use the twins. I have used them and I think they're an awesome piece of gear. And I, I can't even begin to tell you how many I've sold. Um, hands down, the, the eye cups down on those are off it, it is a game changer period all right question here best tripod mount combo under 500 bucks that that's a pretty easy one um yeah and go with that say that one more time jay best tripod slash mount so i think he means head combo oh. under 500 bucks Oh yeah, I mean, I would you know the slick. I mean, I mean, at this point, anything with a VA five head and you know, like I can go uh, slick seven thirty three, seven thirty four with a VA five head. Go with uh, an ET uh, uh, ET twenty two hundred four from Suray with a VA five head. Um, yeah, any of the above, all those will will be under that. The Period. common denominator the, the, there is the Sure VA5 head. From an, correct. From an affordability standpoint and a practicality standpoint, there's not a better tripod head on the market. Like I started it, using I, it. I, you started telling me about it, and I was like, come on, it can't be that good. And I started using it. It is fen phenomenal tripod yep. head. And I, it mean, is I would absolutely put it up against, butter smooth. I would put it up against the high pr highest priced um 
heads on the market. Like I would rather have that Sure VA5 than any head yep. out there. And that's what I, agree. I, that's what I use. So that's, that's the common denominator. Then you throw in, like Cody says, you know, do you, do you want, how many, how many extensions do you want on your legs? You know, I go with just a standard 733. I think a 734 would be awesome. I think a 634, I mean, there's a lot of options for legs. And I think you just need to call Cody and find out, have him ask the right questions of which one would work best for you. Yeah. Um, and I'll I, add that you can call Cody directly on his cell phone as well, 602-399-3699. I'll also link up uh, Cody's email, his cell phone, and the the line at Go Hunt where you can just call Cody and talk to him directly. And people are always happy to know that Cody actually answers the phone. So he'll say, Cody speaking, or this is Cody. And I, almost every week I get someone, I can't believe he actually answered his phone. I'm like, well... <laughs> he's in business. What do you expect? I mean, well, that's what, that's what I'm here to do, right? Job. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's, it's an amazing thing. Okay. Um, next question here. Does, try to answer the phone. <laughs> does heat mirage improve with higher quality optics? I would say, uh, I would say absolutely. yes. And I think what people will realize is, you know, when you're looking through a piece of glass and I, I mean, I, I Look, just let's just call it Maker A that you're looking through a so-so piece of glass through Maker B that you're looking through the best glass in the world. It's it 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 doesn't lessen it, but what it is is that I think that you can actually start to define it, and 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 it's I, but and what I mean by that is, is that you can actually start to see layers, like you know you realize that there's different currents of, you know, of, of, you know, if you're looking at something at a thousand yards that you might see heat waves and they're going in different directions. And it, I think that you, you start to realize that, that, that heat mirage is a real thing. And the fact that, that like you can actually almost see like different layers of, of the, of the air currents and the, in the direction that the waves are going, it, it's, yeah, the better glass lets you see those things, period. Next question. Uh, for your purposes, which NL Pure would each of you choose best overall for you? Cody, I'll let you go first. You know, I, I just, I, I think I would choose the 10 right now. If I just, and I keep going back before the 12 and the, I mean, I love this new 12. Um, because I, 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 I was an original, like, you know, like a 1250 BN guy back in the day that I, I love that combination. And then when the 1250 ELs came out, that was just like, you know, that, that was God sent. And then all of a sudden now you have this 1242 that does what it, it does with the field of view and it's in a, the, the, the size of a 10 and yeah, um, Right now, with all things being said, I I, ha I, I think I'd have to choose the, the, the 10 um, only because I, I want some more time behind the 12. Yeah, I, I, for me to have that, that eight power field of view in a 10 power, that's, that's what does it for me. 
Yeah, and I would say from what I've seen, I would like the 10 power field of view and a 12. So I would go with the 12s. Um, but again, you know, I've always said the EL, uh, Swarovski EL 10 by 42 is the best binocular ever made. Um, now what you get is the 12 power NL with the same field of view that you have yeah. in the 10. And I can handhold it. And you throw on a tripod. It's, it's, so I'm going to go with the 12s, well, but I think the 10 would be right, right there. Um, Underneath, I it. think you know, if, if you're also hunting, you know, if you're a Midwest guy and you know tree standing, you're hunting turkeys, you're hunting whitetails, you know, I would probably go how, with an eight or a ten. Yeah, how could you not go with it? I mean, seriously, if you think about it, if you're a tree stand guy, four hundred and seventy-seven feet, four hundred and seventy-seven. That is crazy, right? You know, that's. I mean, I don't know. I've watched enough of the shows on TV where a guy kills a buck. And, and all of a sudden he realizes that the bigger buck was actually, you know, coming and you're thinking to yourself, man, I, I, did, I mean, was he not looking or did he not see it? Did he not have a field of view? So like, I always think about those things. Well, if I had maybe a bigger field of view, maybe I would have seen that movement out of, out of the, you know, whatever, you know, my periphery and, and been able to literally go, Oh, hold on a minute. There's something else coming. Right now I've got choices. And so I, I mean, I, I can't even believe that we're, we're able to have these conversations now. I think the one thing to take away from these three pieces of glass, the 12 is going to be, I think the one that blows people away the most, just from my, my initial response of everything, because there's so many people in all the phone calls and things that we get, you know, we get every day. There's so many people wanting to, have like the one piece of glass that does everything. And I got to be honest with you, that 12, when you start really doing the stats and you start figuring out the fact that it's in a 10 size binocular and you start figuring out that you've got that field of view. And I mean, guys like my boy Brady, you know, uh, uh, at Gohan, I mean, he is going to flip out over these because he's always looking for that, that 12 power. And he's a backpacker. Why would you not want that 12 with that big giant wide field of view and be able to mount it on a tripod and do everything? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I just think that that's going to be the one that blows people away the most. Cody, I want to take just a quick second here and thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com. Obviously, you're talking to the optics authority, the glassing guru, Cody Nelson. He's the optics manager there at GoHunt.com. You do such a great job dealing with customers, Cody. I want to encourage anyone looking to purchase optics, uh, anything to do with glassing, anything to do with optics, uh, give Cody a call at 702-847-8747. That's extension 2. You can text or call him directly on his cell phone 602-399-3699 or you can email him at optics at gohunt.com cody i want to thank you for your work that you do uh, with customers well, thanks, each day i also want to remind you guys like we were talking about the new 3d mapping uh for insider members if you're already an insider member it's it's part of your membership uh, if you want to sign up for the Go Hunt Insider, you can do that as well and get the 3D mapping. Uh, all you have to do is go to gohunt.com forward slash jscott, 
and that's going to get you uh, signed up for the Go Hunt Insider. I want to thank the Insider. I can't wait for this Go Hunt mapping to just uh, go, you know blow out and go worldwide. I uh, can't wait to see all the things. I've been messing with it, and it's a phenomenal, phenomenal mapping program, so I'm super excited about that. also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. Uh, go to KUIU.com. It's a direct-to-consumer model. It's all the gear that I wear uh, on my hunts, including my backpack. Uh, and just go to Kuyu.com. You can get everything you need to know right there on the website. They're direct-to-consumer. Uh, phonescope.com use the jscott20 promo code you're going to get a 10% discount on all orders and then allelk.com it's the home of the bugle mule uh, the bugle mule is what I'm going to use this year to hold my elk diaphragms or my mouth calls uh, there's two different bugle mules there's a three and a two uh, you go to allelk.com use the jso10 promo code you're going to save 10% on on all orders. Cody, the next question I've got here is lightweight, lightweight tripod for backpack glassing 10 by 42s currently have high country tag. Uh, again, I think I'll let you answer on the tripod, but you definitely want to go with the Sure VA5 head. Cody, which legs? I'd say probably the 634. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a couple of them. I'd go slick, uh, slick 634 or 635s, and I apologize. The 635s are out of stock coming back in next week. Um, then I would also, the other piece of glass I'd look at is the uh, the uh, 12, the Suray 1204SK or the ET1204 um, would be an excellent piece of, uh, of gear to take with you on a backpack trip too. So I would look at those 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 combinations um but regardless couple it with a with a uh a va5 head for sure got a question here 12 power nls versus el based solely on optical quality don't care about weight ergos or anything else um you know and the only way to answer that question right now is that and i totally see where this guy's going and i get it um I, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that out there for myself right now and tell somebody that the, the, the optical quality is just flat out better when I haven't done the appropriate testing yet. Um, l let me in J and I think I told you about this when I first tested the eights and, and well, I got to see the tens and I got to see the eights, the NL peers, the NL peers. And I, I had the eight and a half, ELs versus the eight ELs peer or NL peers. Sorry. I had them at about 75 yards on a, on a trailhead placard, you know, about, about a, I don't know, six inch by six inch placard with, it had small U S government property writing on it. And what I will tell you is, is that even with a, a 0.5 power difference, I will tell you that the eight by 42 for, you know, for whatever reason, what was it? The fact that the light gathering was a little better. I, I, I I'm just going to tell you that it was easier for me to focus and clearly read what was on that placard, even though I had 0.5 less power. And 
and I'm going to do, there, there's, there's more testing to be done with this. I, I want to say that it's better, but is it, is it 1%? Is it 2%? Is it, I, I just don't, it's too early for me just to flat out tell somebody, oh, the optical quality is just way better. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to fall into that, that, right. that black hole. And I don't think it's fair. It, it's, it's, um, it's a tough thing right now because, um, we're just getting these pieces in, you know, there's only a handful of them out with all the reps and, you know, we're getting time with them and, and, and I just want a little bit more testing, certainly, uh, in low light conditions. And, um, but, I, but I'll tell you they're, they're phenomenal. And I would second some of that. I would tell you yesterday, you know, having the 10 EL, you know, 10 by 42 ELs and having the 12 NL pures, I'm going to tell you that they're, they're not going down in quality. Yeah, exactly. If anything, they're perfectly equal to, and I'm not going to go out on a limb yet because I want to use them through this hunting season and really, you know, put them through the test of every different light condition. But I'm telling you, there's not, it's not going down in quality. If anything, they're equal to, if not better. Exactly. I, I think that's a really good way to put that. Uh, I've got a question here. How sturdy is the Slick 634 tripod compared to the Manfrotto 290 Extra? Ooh, uh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, not as sturdy, right? But it's not as sturdy, and and that's I mean, just, I'm just trying to kind of compare. Yeah, there's a size difference, um, and I'm just going to tell you that you know I, I don't know is it 25 percent less stable? I don't think I don't think it's that much, but um, you're talking about uh, a tripod that's I think it's 18 or 19 inches, and to where the 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 634 is 14 inches, you know, in its compacted states, and you know, um, yeah, I'm just going to tell you that I would tell you that the 634 is is stable for a, a two pound tripod, and you put that with a ball head or a, a VA5 head, you know, you're at two and a half to to three pounds, and I think that's a good solid you know place, um, but yeah, the 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 290 kind of gets into that mid weight to you know, that, that medium weight tripod that I would use for a, a bigger platform. So yeah, I, it, I think there's a fairly significant difference between the two. Next question here, mule deer glassing tips. Uh, I'll offer a few here. So for mule deer, you're going to want to get as high as you can. Uh, a lot of times where you've got an optical advantage where you can oversee a bunch of country. Uh, for mule deer compared to glassing for coos deer, I can glass a lot faster. I can be in more scan mode. I can move my binoculars on the tripod faster because they're gonna they're a bigger animal and they're gonna stand out a little bit more than say a coos deer, where a coos deer hunter has to really really go slow. Um, I would say at first light and at last light in what I would call prime time hours, I would be moving my binoculars a lot more rapidly left to right and covering country um, and then as you get into those bedding hours and during the day that's when you really want to slow down i think with mule deer a lot like sheep um, you know a lot of times they're they're the white on their butt gives them away the underside of their legs you know being that light tan 
whitish you know color gives them away uh, right as well as their racks are bigger so i glass a lot faster for mule deer than i do for coos and obviously you're going to be glassing off of a tripod gain any optical or altitude advantage that you can which will give you an optical advantage i think if you can get up and look down you're going to be better off than looking up Always when you can get up and look down or down and across, you're going to be able to see over brush and into brush. Um, so if I have the choice, I'm always going to go high and look down. Um, and I think a lot of people make the mistake of sitting low and looking high. And I think it, it, if you take, it's a game of angles. And if you take the angle of that you're looking, you're only able to see the deer's back because you're just looking over a bush. Whereas if you're up high, then all of a sudden you change that angle. And now all of a sudden right. you're seeing a deer's legs and their whole back and whole body. Right. I agree. Any other tips you would add, Cody? No, I, I, I mean, the white tail coos deer kind me said mule deer. And I, I was, I, my first response was to say change states. <laughs> um, I think I, no, I'm 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 being funny. I just I I, I don't mean to to make fun of the the mule deer because I love mule deer, but I, I just think that they're they're just easier to see on a on a you know a regular basis, and I think that your um, you know guys used to use the term power glassing and and being fast, uh, or or you know literally taking in more field of views in a less time. Um, you know I, I think that's a, a a very efficient way to glass mule deer. I just in general, I just don't think they're as tough to glass in certain situations as as other deer. So, um, you know, sometimes, like like we've been talking about field of views, sometimes field of views are, are more important in that kind of a game. So I think that's why there's so many people that like to use 12 by 50s, and I think that's completely appropriate. Got a question here. Any reason not to get the 12 NLs over the 12 ELs for go-to off the chest and tripod for Western Hunter? As well as he's got the question here, breakdown low light gathering between 12 NL and 12 EL. Is there a noticeable difference? I have not had the luxury of, of having the 12 NLs next to the 12 ELs at low light. I'm going to tell you that the 12 EL, the objective is 8 millimeters more. So you're at a 50 millimeter objective on the ELs. So just by simple math, I think the ELs should gather Whoa. a little bit more light. Um, but I will yeah. tell you, you know, yesterday or the night before, glassing, hand-holding the 12 NLs, literally at last light, I was seeing great. Um, but you know, there's a whole time test and, you know, getting the stopwatch out well, the whole nine yards, but it, I back think to Jay, his first question of any reason not to get the NLs over the ELs, I would say, I don't see any reason, especially when you factor in the wider field of view, even if we're just talking comparable optical quality, back to that one question, you throw in the bigger field of view for the 12 nl pures i don't see how you don't go with the nl pures yeah i i i i'm i agree with you on that 100 percent um the the i i'm i'm not gonna again we we're, we're getting into that gray area where i haven't had the time to sit behind them um because the exit pupil on a 1242 is 3.5 millimeters and the exit pupil on the 12 by 50 is 4. Point, I think it's 4.17. And, I mean, obviously there's a difference there. 
and you know by by virtue the the bigger the the exit pupil the more light that's reaching your eye but again there's two questions that come from that what is the actual infield task going to reveal to us number one and number two if that test were to show you know negatively you know against the the nls does the field of view and everything else make up for it that you wouldn't care so again there's a couple questions there for me that i just need a little bit more time and that i do have a, a 12 uh comparison you know coming out in an article um so it, i i just need a little bit more time before i completely 100 percent um, on my, you know, my, uh, my findings. And, um, but I, I, I mean, just at first glance, I don't, I don't think that's enough for me not to buy the 1242 NLs right now. I just, that it, it's the field of view gets me on this every time. And that's a lot for me to say that I would maybe give up a little bit light, you know, light gathering ability. I, it's hard for me to say that, but, um, I still want to put them to the test. Okay, question here. Will Soro be coming out with a new set of 15 by 56s? I have, <laughs> I have not heard that at all, and I think that the latest generation of SLC um, 15s are, that's my go-to, you know, that's always in my pack. I always carry the 15s, and I'm always putting them on a tripod, and I, I absolutely love those binoculars. Well, so I'm going to get a little bit more, I, I, and Jay, I agree with what you said. I wholeheartedly. I lost you. Take a. I'm. You're back. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the the answer to that question for me is is that when you really start looking at the questions that we've got over the years about well, why didn't Strovsky make a, a 12 by fit or I mean, a 15 by 56, you know, EL. And that was always because of the geometry. You couldn't put the tubes close enough together. What's up, Poppy? That is Poppy Scott in the background, but keep going. <laughs> So for me, Jay, on the answer to that, you know, question with, you know, the, the, the NL peers and the 1556, the mo one of the most common questions I get is, well, how come Swarovski didn't make a, a, a 15 by 56 EL? And it's always been the geometry of the tubes and the front bridge. Well, I got to be honest with you. Now that the front bridge is gone, man, the geometry seems like a lot more feasible to make a, a 56 millimeter work. And all I'm going to say is this, I have no knowledge, I've not been told, don't have any inkling, don't have, I, I, but I do have a want. And I'm telling you right now that if, if there was a piece of glass out there that I think would be really cool for what we do, you know, it's certainly around the coos deer parts of the world, if you could give me a, a, a 1556 NL Pure with a field of view, of say, I don't know, let's say 275 to 300 foot field of view, count me in. Yeah. Count me in. But I, I, guys, as much as I want to tell you there's one coming, I've got no knowledge of it. So okay. next question, any opinion on tracked optics? I've never, you know, I, them, so. well, I, and I, I mean, I've heard of them. I know who they are. I just got contacted by them not too long ago. 
Um, and you know, I'm going to reach out to the guy and at least, you know, have some conversations. And, um, I, I, if I, I just don't know enough about them for me to give an opinion. Um, but I, 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 as always, I'm always willing to, to, to give a look. Got a question here. If you had to have one power binos for glassing, what would they be? So if I was a coos deer and sheep hunter, I would say 15, uh, 15 power swaros. Uh, if I was an elk and mule deer hunter and didn't hunt coos deer and sheep that much, I would probably go with the 10 power um, binoculars. Yeah, I, I mean, for what I do here, I mean, I've gone through the 12 phase and come in and out of that. And, and, I, and again, I love the 12s, but if I had to pick one for what it is that I do and mostly, um, I, I would pick the 15s. Um, and, and, and I'm, if I'm not doing 15s and I'm going to do everything else, Jay, I, 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 there's a part of me that really kind of want to, wants to go back to the, the, the eights. I, I just, you know, if I just did, sometimes had to have one, I, man, I, I wouldn't hesitate to have a set of eights cause I can do a lot with it. Vortex Razor HD85 versus Leica 82 Plus Extender or save for Swaro slash Zeiss 95? That's a loaded question. I know. Um, I, I'm... Well, okay. First, is he comparing the, the Razor versus the Leica? Yeah, which I think the Leica wins all day well, long. Yeah, I mean, the Leica... But I mean, look, plus I mean, the Extender. I'm um, not familiar with yeah, the Extender. Yeah, it's a 1.8 Extender. I'm not a fan um, of Extenders, really. Yeah, I mean, I've used them, and I think that they do a great job, and, and certainly in certain cases, I think that they're they're warranted. Um, but And I'm, you know, I, I, I hate being put on the spot like this, but I'm going with the better glass every time. Um, and don't kid yourself, that APO, you know, Televid, uh, that 82 millimeter with the 25 to 50, uh, eyepiece, that, that's an, that's an incredible piece of glass. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So, and then what was the second half of that? Or save for the Swaro slash Zeiss 95. Well, I was going to say, cause that like is not cheap. Um, yeah, he's kind of comparing... Yeah, I mean, I, I you would, know, I would say put your eyes and look through a Swaro or look through a Zeiss ninety five, and you tell us which one you're going to save. For. Yeah, you I know, think that's yeah. important to do. Um, and the only other thing, the saving grace, is, I mean, if you want to go big, go go ninety five or you know, and and we've talked about the the difference between the 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 uh, the Harpia and 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 the uh, and the the Swarovski uh, the ninety five. Um, I, you know, I kind of lean towards the, the versatility of the, of the, uh, lean towards the, the, the versatility of the, the modular series of the Swarovski. But, you know, I, I would tell that guy because of all the glass that he's named, yeah. maybe try looking at the Harpia 85 because it kind of fits right in the middle of all that. And he will get incredible results out of that piece of glass so i i don't know if i'm answering that the way he wants but i would certainly i would certainly consider all of those and i think if you need to save and you want to go with the bigger glass you need to save and go with the bigger glass 
Question here, 65 versus 85 millimeter for coos hunting. Is there enough difference to carry the extra weight? Absolutely go with the 85. I will, I will, in, in that scenario, I will always go with the bigger and, and give me all the light you can give me. Absolutely. Question here, glassing tips for scouting elk in the summer. Um, a lot like the mule deer, um, you know, depending on which state, is this Arizona, is this Colorado? You know, if you're in Colorado or, or Idaho or some of these states, a lot of these elk are going to be above timberline. Uh, you know, this year with the very dry conditions, the timberline country is maybe not as good. So the elk might be in the trees uh, a little bit. But, you know, I like to get up high where I can look down and across um, or certainly level. Uh, looking up is, is pretty hard. But, you know, some tips are just gain elevation and look down and across. Um, and then, you know, summer scouting tips for elk are... You know, if you're talking about having a rut tag and you're, you know, trying to scout them out in the summer, your bulls are going to be in a completely different spot come the rut. And where are they going to be? They're going to be where the cows are. So right now in the summer, you need to be focusing on where are those cow elk groups at and keep a, keep a good eye and watch and learn their behavior, where they go in the trees, where they come out of the trees, you know, when they go in, when they go out. And as soon as, you know, that rut starts kicking in and those bulls, they will move from where they're at and they'll move to the cow group. So I get every year this time, people say they've been watching a big bachelor group of, you know, herd of bulls and they got them all dialed in. And, you know, they're like, what do you think? And I'm like, you need to go find the cows because those bulls come rut time are not going to be anywhere near where you're glassing them right now specifically in Arizona and even in New Mexico, um, you've got bulls that will move 25 to 30 miles to go rut and they go rut in the same spot every year. So don't focus on bulls, focus on cows. I, I, I don't know that I could have said that any better. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, what is the best spotter under $1,000 if there is such a thing? Well, I think it's hard to, you know, I, I think the, certainly one to look at is, and that I would would have no real problems using is, is a Viper HD. Um, I'd probably go with an 85 Viper HD if I couldn't, if I couldn't do anything else. So, yeah, that's what I would do. Can 20 we, to 60, yeah. That concludes our questions um, from our <laughs> listeners and our followers. And guys, I want to appreciate. I want to tell questions. you I appreciate you guys giving us some good questions, and it gives Cody and I a chance to kind of bounce stuff off each other. Uh, Cody, thanks for all that you do. I want to remind people if they want to get a hold of Cody, I'm going to link it up in the show notes. Uh, but you can text or call him directly on his cell phone: six zero two three nine nine three six nine nine. Uh, you can send him an email at optics at gohunt.com. Uh, you can call him uh, on the telephone, and that's 702 uh, 847 8747, extension 2. Uh, Cody, are you taking uh, pre orders right now for the NL Pures? Absolutely, we are taking pre orders. Um, the, uh, the word coming out of Sarovsky is, is that the initial shipments are still coming in September 1. And that they uh, they are strong on inventory, so I think we're doing good. Um, 
yeah, so if anybody wants to pre-order, have them call me up, and uh, and we'll get them all taken care of. And they they are going out in the order they are received. Okay, so if you're number three on the list, you're going to get the third pair. If you're 42 That's, on the list, you're going to get the 42nd. So get your orders in if you want the NL Pures. That is correct, sir. Okay. Um, Cody, anything else you want to add to the listeners? No, I just, I, I, I just urge people to get, uh, you know, to get out and, and get glassing and get your eyes behind stuff. And um, I urge people to look at the gear shop. Uh, both, you know, obviously the optics, because that's, you know, that's my baby. But, um, at the same time, we answer a lot of phone calls. We've got boots is completely up and running and just killing it. Um, Jared with boots is doing great. Brian Campos with the gear shop and all of, of the newly added gear. I just, I urge you to get on gear shop and take a look around and, uh, I, you won't be disappointed with the selection that we've got. And guys, do not forget about the 3D mapping. Go to gohunt.com forward slash jscott. Uh, do the free trial there. You can check out the 3D mapping. It is unbelievable. Um, a year from now, everyone in the hunting industry, well, let's say a month from now, everyone in the hunting industry and the Western hunting industry is going to be talking about it. A year from now, they're going to be saying, do you remember when it launched? And, you know, can you believe a, something this good has come out? So, Go check it out. If you're already an insider member, you automatically can check it out, but it's just another added value uh, that the insider uh, provides. Uh, Cody, again, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing with us, and uh, keep up the great work. Jay, I appreciate it very much. I appreciate the platform, and uh, as always, it's just uh, it's a pleasure to be on, so thank you very much. All right, buddy. God bless. Take care. You too, sir.